and good morning, everybody. From Hawaii, it is 9.32 a.m. And here we are on the No Filter Network, thanks to Eric Burns and his crew. And with me today is a very special guest who, in fact, I never officially got to meet in person, but we're meeting for the first time here. And it's Telsa Marie Kaufman. Is that correct? What's up, that Telsa? Is Hi, how are you? No, I'm great. Um, just waking up, so getting the day rolling. <laughs> Unlike some people in Arizona um, who uh, don't really sleep over there, but wake up and get their day started at the MDE uh, Performance Center. Um, what the heck is that about? Like every time I watch a story, you literally are posting like, did I sleep two, three, or four hours today? And you're at the gym <laughs> at literally 5 yep. a.m. It's just become a part of my life now. I don't know. It feels more routine and more comfortable than anything. It's weird. You think that I would require a little bit more sleep, but I don't know. I mean, some people feels- would think you're crazy. Like doctors, I, everyone says seven hours minimum. Yeah, no, not in my realm. <laughs> if I get more than two, no. I'm happy. <laughs> Now, is that because of, like your work schedule or is, or did that just become a habit? Like what, what the fuck is going on? I there's no way live, I'm waking up in two, three hours and going straight to the gym. I live a very busy life. I work full time seven days a week and then part time at least three to four days a week as well. Um, so I only have a small segment of time that I get to myself. So even though it is early, I'm tired as shit and I'm exhausted and I want to sleep. That is the only time that I physically have for myself, like to be active and like mentally get my, my time, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just like a, a safe haven for me in a weird, weird way. I mean, like I'm, I mean, I kind of feel bad. I guess I'm taking away an hour from your could be me time, your rest between jobs or whatever else you got going on in, in your busy day. Um, no, so I'm honored I to have you here. And I'm very excited to like share my journey, help other people kind of guide them and talk about my journey and if it can relate to anyone. And I don't know, open up people's minds. Well, let's, uh, I mean, you're not the person you are. You know, like you're not the same person you are now as you were years ago. Um, yeah. You know, your your health was a big issue and um, you're now this incredible, in shape, on the go kind of woman, you know, kicking ass. Um, tell us about, you know, what what made you a little more health conscious and what made you want to change the way you live, the way you work out? Um, the way you handle it, your business every day, day to day, and what makes you Telsa now um, instead of Telsa back a couple years ago? I hated living my life with excuses. Um, sounds very basic, but I was 19 years old and I was almost 300 pounds. Um, How old are you? The now? things I'm 25. Okay. So I've lost 120, 25 pounds now, but I hated having an excuse for everything, for not being active, for not changing my 
my ways, my lifestyle. I wanted, I wanted to make me me again because I felt like I didn't have control then. So making these changes as going to the gym and doing this dietary things, like it, it was hard physically, but like mentally I was so ready to be there already. You know, I was, I don't know, like craving that change. I needed it. Did you, Not only did, you for- see, did you see something or did someone tell you something or the people around there you? Was, what? There was comments that were made towards me when I was younger that made me feel a little bit more insecure. Um, but mm. from an outside standpoint, no one was able to really see my insecurity because like I hid it very well. Um, which I mean, I give myself props to, but then I also kind of trapped myself mentally and I just broke down, which I think I needed so I can overcome that. Um, but I was just tired of not being able to do the things that people my age were doing. I couldn't go outside and go on a walk without being out of breath for more than 20 minutes. You know, I didn't have any desire to go to the gym or change what I was feeling with my body. I felt like shit every time I ate food. But then in order to make me feel that I would more food. So it was it was just very mentally draining as well as physically. Right. I mean like it seemed like everyone I guess is going through this whole mental health thing. Like was there anything growing up as a kid that kinda got you in this rut? into this, you know, this girl that you changed away from? Like, was there any, uh-huh. any depression? Was there any, like, what? Because everyone's going through something now, and it, it totally sucks, yeah. you know? But, but it, I mean, unfortunately, I think, you know, things happen for a reason, and look at you, you know, you have this amazing story to tell. So, I mean, like, what, was there anything in particular that happened as a kid, or just a lifestyle, or you know, parenting or? I went through a lot as a kid. Um, or like even bullying, like bullying is, is a big factor on someone's mental health. That Yeah, I went through a lot as a kid. And I think that the best way that I was able to deal with my emotions was to eat. Um, I've said this before, like on my platforms, and I will forever say it, that I fueled whatever I was feeling with food. So if I was feeling depressed, food would fix it. If, if I was feeling happy, food would fix it, make it 10 times better. Food was like my source. It was my comfort. Um, some people have comfort towards, you know, drugs, alcohol, whatever the case may be. But for me, my comfort was food. I craved it. And even if I didn't want it, I still craved it mentally, even though I didn't need it physically. Um, so I don't know. It was just more of like a comforting effect that it had for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what I, what I picture is the last scene in Dodgeball of, um, <laughs> what's his name? And he's eating his feelings away. And, um, yeah. because you know, he, he lost the Dodgeball tournament. Like what? <laughs> he felt it like sucks he yeah. yeah, like the whole world's against him. He's mad at Lafleur, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, what was <laughs> what was your like go to comfort food at the time? Uh, 
Taco Bell. Are you still eating Taco Bell? Literally, like, maybe once or twice a year when I indulge. Hey, that's pretty good. I mean, I stay away from fast food as much as I can. I think the last time I had Taco Bell was maybe, I think I had it once last year in 2023. I mean, yeah. so I feel like once we find a healthy habit, we stay away. We stay away from, you know, we st- like it's just staying away from bad food or our comforts in our past. I think it mm-hmm. becomes a lot easier. What would you get? Because I would exactly. always get a Crunchwrap Supreme. Um, I, I remember the list because it was like, I mean, I wish they of- still had the value menu. I know it kind of, it's kind of shitty, but I would get a, um, soft taco Supreme, add extra sour cream and nacho <laughs> cheese with a nacho bel grande, extra cheese, extra sour cream, no beans. And then if I was feeling a little feisty, I would add like a crunch wrap on top of it. <laughs> Damn, and and, and then when they like, came out those, like cinnamon ball things, those cinnamon I remember bites. those. Those are like yeah, little game cinnadonuts. Yes, it was game over for those. Yeah, I would do I but would do I... Crunchwrap Supreme, and then <laughs> the cinnamon twist, and maybe two crunchy tacos. But this is like three a.m. You know, after a long night out. Like, are you yeah. having a long night out, or is this just like, oh, I gotta have this it, is, and it's any time of the day. This is everyday living. <laughs> 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 this is just, you know what, I'm feeling like I don't want to cook today, which was like pretty much every single day. Right. So, just go through Taco Bell, and they see me, and they're like, hey, girl, we just we got you your order ready. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's bad when they, like, remember your name when you go through drive throughs You're like, I don't come here that often. <laughs> I mean, it depends how you look at it, right? It's always, like, how it's it's a, it's a perception. Like, you might look at it as a bad thing, but in, ideally, it's kind of a good thing. It's like, wow, they remember me, they connect with me, and they know my order. And so it's like, <laughs> at the same time, it's a good thing. It's like, shoot, I don't have to tell her anything now. That's that was my mindset then was like, oh my gosh, they remember me. I'm so important. And yeah, now I look back, know, oh my god, they remembered, remembered me. <laughs> well, I mean, we all need a connection, we all need love, and that was you know, a form of love that you were getting that someone remembers you and remembers your order. So that's, I mean, that's yeah. a cool thing to look at, and it's also funny too because it's like, well, now yeah. I'm not going to places, and now they probably don't remember me. But imagine how much <laughs> easier it would have been now. To mm-hmm. like not have to go to Taco Bell because you can yep. DoorDash or Uber Eats, and I mean, who knows if you would have even got out of a funk, you know? If, this is because this is true. Because like delivery systems are only happening within the last two three years, ever since mm-hmm. COVID, to make it easier on people. Man, if we had DoorDash back then, my or like even Uber Eats, my drivers would have received so many orders from me. <laughs> <laughs> I would specifically drop off one day if I was a driver, knock on your door and be like, can I be your private driver? I will only work for you. <laughs> just just hire me and solo leave me. I'd be like, game That's on, it. like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That's that it. I don't need it. else. <laughs> I'll help you. You help me. You know, maybe yeah. I'll bring you extra Taco Bell every now and then. 
I'd be a happy camper. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, what up? All right, so you wake up early. What time do you wake up? 3.45 every morning. What time are you going to bed? Um, depends on my second job. If I get off at midnight, I'm usually in bed by like 1, 1.30. 1, 1.30, so on average two to three hours. Mm-hmm. And there's no Taco Bell from the no. time you, you, you get off. Not anymore. Are Not you anymore. are you are you meal prepping then? I don't necessarily meal prep right now. I'm on a cut, so I already know like my program and what to eat and whatnot. Um so I do like protein shakes and my breakfast I make fresh every morning. So I just it's time management that right. I've kind of been able to do I don't know do sometimes it is hard with my schedule working both jobs and trying to get my intake in and then not eat the food that's at the restaurant but right do pretty good so because i feel most people that are busy will like do a meal prep day on sundays but since you're working like you Mm -hmm. don't really have time to meal prep so the incredible thing is you're just making time to eat or to cook you know, within mm-hmm. your 24 hour busy schedule. Yeah, it's, it's definitely become hard. Um, and sometimes it's tedious and I'll go a little bit longer than I should without eating, but I try to like get little protein bars in while I can. I'll, I'll usually program it the night before in my fitness bowl. And then, so the next day when I'm like, okay, I'm starving. I need to eat something. I'll just look to see what's quick and easy. Grab a yogurt out of the fridge, eat it really quick, and I'm good to go. I mean, are you, so you're, you're not eating while you work, I'm assuming. Um, between my clients. So my full-time job, I'm a lash technician. So I have like usually like a five-minute two minute gap period between each client. So I'm able to kind of consume something during that time and then right on to the next. bars, yogurt or something. Yeah, I usually do like protein bars and then I'll do occasional protein shakes when I have the chance to. And so the only time you're eating a real meal is maybe like now? Breakfast? Uh, Yeah, yeah, are you really eating a full meal at three, three o'clock in the morning so it's after my workout so okay. i don't eat okay. like after i get home i get so home technically I you're still fasting off. yeah <laughs> you're still fasting until yep. about and you finish what you finish workouts at about six o'clock yeah six when I everyone's waking up yeah <laughs> everyone the sun's finally just now coming out <laughs> But I mean, that's like one of the best schedules you could have, like wake up that early to get a workout in. And only when everyone's waking up is basically when you're almost a fourth through your day already and they're just beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, yeah. that's got to give you some motivation, some, I don't know, just that good feeling of like, I got some shit done today and everyone else is waking up. Yeah. It's like, I'm, it's like not to look down on people, but it's like, I'm better than everyone else that's waking up right now. but it's it's not that mindset it's just it's just how your schedule works 
Yeah. I like envy the people that get to sleep in, but then at the same time, I'm like, no, I don't have to rush to do it later today. I can breathe for five minutes before I have the next thing to do. I don't know. It just, it works for me. But are you taking a pre-workout for the workouts? Because I mean, you're only getting two hours of sleep. So is it a coffee? (laughs) I have to. Is it BCAAs? What are you taking? Um, what is it? It's Broken Arrow. I love their pre-workout. Is that the supplement Yeah, it's the brand. It's the brand of them. But so I just take a, just one of your basics, um, pre-workouts and yeah, don't have anything. Like I said, about three hours later. (laughs) Not even a banana or an apple or. Mm Mm-mm. My body is so programmed to not eat before the gym that I think if I were to eat something before the gym, it would not be a fun sight or a fun feeling. You, you so you're one of those that can't work out on a, I wouldn't say a full stomach, but on just anything. And like, if you work out, you'll probably throw it up. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Because there'll be times yeah. I'm like eating a full meal or eating like two shakes and I go straight to working out and I feel my <laughs> Oh no, that makes me nauseous for you. I'm Ugh. psycho. Like I would, I love to eat and I've always noticed if I'm on an empty stomach, I get dizzy, I get lightheaded and I feel so weak. So I guess my body and my mind learned how to just work out on a full stomach or at least have something in in my stomach but like i could drink two of these which are 32 ounces and go right to working out which i'll do right after this oh absolutely not like i'm drinking my protein shake right now if i were to try to work out after this like i said it would be not a pretty scene (laughs) well i mean you're just blessing mde and marcos and Marcos, being a wild guy, he'd probably make you drink it back up. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably he'd be like, "What are you doing? Clean up my floors. Let's go." And He's then, like, and the then fuck? get back out. He's like, "All right, let's go. You got to pump it up again. Let's go." He's crazy. What? I crazy. love that guy. I can't. I can't wait to get back. I mean, I remember we were trying to. Every time I'd visit Phoenix, I wouldn't have the time or let's just say make the time because there's always time we just got to make it but i Mm -hmm. wouldn't make the time to meet you at five o'clock you know just so i could see what this workout's about it's it's really not that it's it's mental it's all mental yeah i mean if i'm not out in O-Town until two then maybe that's why it's like you know that there's going to be like competition between us and you're like i don't know if i can get on also. Absolutely. I mean, you already given me shit about being the first one to hang upside down on the bar. I was like, no, nope, there's no way. No one's doing that because yep. everyone looks at you like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Well, you're going to learn today. <laughs> yeah, but did you post that? Like, is there an actual post we can look back that you did that yeah. for me? I did. I did. Well, mm-hmm. Now, were you doing that just to hang or to stretch or like was there an actual exercise? Because I do it just to like hang and turn my body upside oh. down and kind of just I feel like a monkey at a time. Exactly. It's more of like just goofiness. Like I grew up doing cheer and gymnastics when I was way younger. And so it's more of like 
especially being smaller, like me being able to do that with breeze and ease, like it, it's more fun than anything right. and kind of see what I can do out of it rather than actually a workout. Like it's fun to be a, a monkey in a gym. I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's where they got, uh, uh, monkeying around from, I think it's from a, like a jungle gym, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like my middle name is Hawaiian, Kamali Iholua, but it means playful child. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I've always That's been a kid that just kind of messes around and screws up until I get in trouble. Yeah. And you would say that's pretty accurate. Absolutely. <laughs> Still is to this day at 33. <laughs> you're just living your life i don't think there's anything wrong with that I'm trying to um no not at all i mean i just uh i looked at a cat williams i might have posted it actually i did post it let's see if i can put it on but the cat williams video no i didn't um i put a story where um cat williams was being interviewed by shannon sharp is that the one mm-hmm um or they were doing a podcast but he was just saying live live every day as if it's your last so yeah like you want to you want to be able to go to bed knowing if i don't wake up tomorrow this is it like this is like everything you look back on on the day it's like that's it yeah you don't regret anything you did what you you wanted to do as an individual you lived for yourself right um now, was that how you were going through about your days, you know, transforming? Yeah, I finally, I'm a very selfless person and I still am, but I have learned that it is okay to put yourself first and still care for other people. And that's like going through losing the weight is when it like really clicks for me, like, wow, like I deserve to put myself first. I deserve to put my health first and what? I need and what I want and I don't know it was a very big like eye opener for me so when was the first day or first time you realized like I can actually change my body change the way I think change the way I look like when was that first day of realization that came to you as you were starting the journey I think it would probably be the day that I actually signed up for a gym membership. Um, It was a very like weirdly powerful day for me mentally because I never really saw myself doing something like that. I would just do something more of like, oh, get like an easy membership at like Planet Fitness. But rather than that, I joined a gym where it was kind of like MDE. Um, It was just in a, a town in Maricopa where I lived at the time. And it was a very scary moment, but also like, okay, I can take over this fear and I can turn this fear into something good and something powerful. It's just like more of a mindset. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the, is, is that gym still, still going on? Like, is that still Yeah, that's still, still very much there. I just don't live in Maricopa anymore. So when I came out here, there, it was it just didn't make any sense for me to travel back that way, which it was sad because I spent two years there 
two years of my transformation of like becoming who I am and finding out who I am and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be fitness wise, it was all back there. Um, so it was really hard breaking off from that. But then I feel like you go through these, these things in life to take you to your next chapter. And I feel like that was a chapter that I needed at that, that time that allowed me to flourish into something, you know, different. And that's where I landed at MDE. So during the journey at the old gym, mm -hmm. at what point of your fitness journey did you move to MDE? I mean, like, were you already kind of at a point of your life like, okay, I can kind of graduate from this gym because this is where I wanted to be as far as my finisher journey and how I looked? Or did you still have work to go when you got to MDE? I would say I was already past the level I needed to be um, at my old gym. It was more of, you know how I talked to you about that connection towards food? Mm -hmm. I connected with the gym in Maricopa. And even though I knew that I surpassed what they were offering, it was comforting to me. It was home to me. And transition was really hard for me to like move over and try to find a, a different gym, different people to work out with, a different coach to connect with. Um, so it was very scary, but I knew I needed to because I wasn't making any progress. And um, I wanted to keep pushing myself. I already came so far within my weight loss journey and my, my fitness journey in general. I wanted to keep pushing myself. So I knew if I stayed stagnant that I was only going to stay exactly where I was. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary thing. I think everyone is always scared of change. And yeah. your first step in going into a gym, you know, that's a big thing. Because I bet you were just nervous just trying to walk in there and be like, hey, I want to sign up and, uh, okay. you know, get get healthy again. Mm -hmm. Now, did you sign up for a personal trainer? Because everyone is always looking like, well, I need a person. Like, I have so many friends that, well, I'm not going to the gym unless I'm told what to do and I need a personal trainer. Like, did you do that? Or did you kind of just find some motivation to, like, you know, just go in the gym should I do 30 minutes to an hour of something, you know, either you looked it up on YouTube or you saw it on social media? Like, were you so getting help it, or were you kind of just yeah. going on your own? I was, I was definitely getting help because I already tried the whole like, oh, let me just show up to the gym. And if I show up there, I'll find a workout. And every time I would do that, I would just continuously be scrolling. And then I would jump from one movement to another movement that just didn't make sense. And I felt like my time was wasted. I needed someone to kind of direct me. I needed someone to be like, okay, I'm going to hold you accountable to do this and do this. And it helped me, you know, understand the, the value of the gym and like how you, your body works and what muscle groups to work and, you know, how to use the machines properly. So when I went to that gym, I was completely unaware of things exactly. Um, but it, having that guidance completely helped me. But like I said, I, I surpassed it after a little while. I wanted something that was a little bit more high intensity, going to challenge me a little bit more, had more to offer. That was just more like a, a starter gym for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, was there at any point you wanted to quit? Or was it every day like, no, I need, I need more. Like I need to be challenged more. Or um, were you I, at a certain point I, out of breath and like, fuck this. 
what the hell am I doing? Or was your mindset just so like, I want to be this other person and leave the lifestyle that I've been living? Of course, I had those days where I was just like, I fucking hate life. I don't want to do anything. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I don't want to wake up tomorrow to do another workout. But the thing that helps me is looking back on pictures and remembering the way that I felt when I was heavier. And I know no matter how tired I am, no matter how exhausted I am, I never wanted to be that person again. And I don't want to allow myself to start making excuses to end up in that position again. Um, so I think it, it's more of like holding myself accountable, um, even it, even though it is hard and exhausting and makes me question life at certain times, especially with right. the workouts Marcos has me doing, but it's worth <laughs> it because I feel, I feel achieved at the end of the day. And I'm like, wow, if I didn't go to the gym today, would I have known that I would have been able to do that? You know, right. so it's, it's really nice just... like the change. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause don't we, I think when we're going through something, I think the process is what we really hate because we only focus on the end result. Yeah. That's how society is. But then when you get to that end result, we look back, it's like, well, I actually enjoyed the process. And without that process, it's like, I don't get here, you know, without yeah. that day of struggling, without meeting that coach, without eating, and doing all the things that I did, I don't get here. And I think no. we don't appreciate the process because we, unfortunately, society is always result driven, you know, and anything mm -hmm. that we do, even, even careers, it's like, you're going to get fired if you don't produce. Yeah. But how do you produce is kind of what we lose focus on and what we need to focus back on. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you went through how many years until, until you're at the weight now? From the time, uh, time you started? Four years. So four years of just shit and waking up and training. And I mean, I don't have a story like this. So, I mean, I don't know the transformation stages you went through, which is so incredible. Mm -hmm. But I mean, without those four years, um, I might be not talking to the Telsa I am right now. You know, yeah. that's the really cool thing about it, you know, and I don't exactly. think for a second you could look back and be like, yeah, I'm, I would never want to be that, that girl again. Like, you're like, this is who I am. This is who I've always meant to be. Mm -hmm. I finally feel like I, I found my, my calling. I found myself. Cause like I said, back then I was just, it felt like I was living for other people rather than living for myself. And that was a hard pill to swallow, especially growing up. Like I was young when, you know, I decided to make the change, which pops to me for being young and, and, you know, being as dedicated as I was, but it was a very hard pill to swallow. And it was like, shit, I need to do this. It's not a want anymore. It's a need. Yeah. Yeah. And then a knee just turns into a habit and now it's just a habit. Yeah. And, and then it becomes like a happy, a happy habit. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I'm dreading it. It feels more like an enjoyment. Like when I go to the gym that early, it's not it's dreadful. I get you're, like, <laughs> you're like, fuck yeah, I get a deadlift 500 pounds today or I get to do Marcos is crazy workout. Like what else does he have for me? Like bring it on. It's almost like a bring it on yeah. kind of day. 
you know exactly like I'm, I'm enjoying it so like i'm going to show everyone your picture on instagram the transformation but this is what telsa transformed from and to i mean that's not the same that's not the same woman that's wow. totally i mean you're the first person personally that i know that has transformed like that like i got a friend of mine who's a teammate uh jamie westbrook and i helped him lose like 20 pounds during the COVID month when we were playing together but like mm -hmm. he was maybe a little over 200 and i you know through just dieting and just getting his mentals right um mm -hmm. you know i helped him lose 10 to 15 pounds in a month to two two months so that was cool but this transformation is like stupid it's like you were it's like you died and then you're born again in like splickety splat muscles and you know just straight up beauty and strength so like that's Thank the cool you. thing now, yeah i got very lucky that i changed my lifestyle at a young age so my body was able to bounce back quicker right. and my body was able to recover in ways that i don't know if i would have been able to recover if i kept going down the path that I was going. Right. Like if you started now and you know, you had to go into your 30, your body is growing differently. It's adapting differently. Whereas you're a teenager and you're doing yeah. it. It's like your body was still growing, you know, there's still things happening. So it's exactly. pretty, it's pretty cool. Now, now my auntie, uh, just had surgery. Um, I want to say a bypass surgery. Did, did you have any, thing to accelerate your your uh change your uh transformation or was it yeah. just everyday diet exercise no i got the help um so i underwent gastric sleeve um for people that it's kind of like the sister or the daughter of gastric bypass um, so initially what they do is they remove like a portion of your stomach like intestine so when my stomach pouch is smaller. So I could eat a kid's meal and be completely full rather than having like an actual adult meal. Like my consumption is a quarter of the size of a regular adult or what it would have normally been. Um, so that just minimizes your intake. But everything else has to be followed with dietary restrictions and watching what I eat, watching how I consume it, and then also being active. You know, you can't just wake up and be a different person. You have to apply the the work and the accountability that follows behind it. Right. Like you're given the tools. Now use the tools. Don't just let yeah. it sit there. And that's exactly what it is, is a lot of people say that it's the easy way out or whatever the case may be, but it's not. All it is, is it's just a tool to help you progress your weight loss you know like if I didn't make the changes that I did if I didn't change my mindset I could very much still be the person I was four years ago five years ago it it takes a lot still you know require changing your diet and just your willpower to get up every single day and go work out and mm -hmm. make yourself food rather than going to you know, McDonald's or Taco Bell or whatever is convenient and easy. 
Yep, and more easy now with all our delivery services. So thank God you're not part of that. But, you know, if you do ever get home and you're like, well, shoot, I need something and there might be something healthy open late, you know, then you could always make it that kind of a way. But yeah. like, is, is this is is this procedure reversible? Like now that you you are who you are, can you like say, I want my stomach back to being normal? Can they make your stomach bigger? And like so that you can um, enjoy more food, eat like more healthy food. Instead of like, shoot, I just had a big salad. Like, that's all I can eat now. No, it is not reversible. I mean, it is very much possible for me to gain all my weight back. All it takes is just me not being accountable of what I'm consuming and how much I'm consuming of it. Just like your stomach is a muscle. Um, so the more you eat, the more you consume, the more the muscle grows. So you can always expand your muscle, your stomach back out. Um, if I overeat constantly, I can expand my stomach back out and I'm back at square one. So it is, it is hard because sometimes like, especially with me being more active, I'll be like, damn, I'm hungry. And I just ate like 30 minutes ago, even though my, my portions are small, I still have to be moderate about it. Um, so like I said, it, it still requires a lot of attention and dedication to stay and maintain a healthy diet. Right, because I mean, now that your lifestyle has changed, doesn't your like metabolism change? So now you're burning it faster, and so now you're hungry more often, right? Like I'm always hungry because oh, yeah. we're always active, we're always moving, we're either working, we're working out, and we're hardly sleeping. Exactly. And when we're sleeping, our body's burning it way faster than when it used to. Mm-hmm. It, it was weird because even though I was bigger, like I never was hungry in the mornings. Like I would always wait to consume my food till like noon, which I would, would wake, I'd wake up at like 11 AM anyway. So I would like consume so later in the day, but like now I wake up and as soon as I'm done with the gym, like I'm ready to have the first meal. Like I am craving it. And by the time I have my lunch, like I am ready to eat, but it's just because our body changes and, my metabolism metabolism is changing and going faster and quicker. So I'm going to have to, you know. Right. Um, now, what what is a typical Telsa day of eating? Mm. Like, like you wake up, you go to the gym, it's pre-workout. And that's, are you, are you going like 16 ounces of water and then you're refilling it throughout the workout? Or you're only drinking that certain amount, and then what's I, after that? a hydro drug that I bring to the gym. So I'll sip on that during my workout, and that's like 32 ounces. I don't really drink all of it. I'll probably say I drink about eight ounces of it at the gym. Um, so I have my pre-workout, drink my water throughout my workout, come home, make my breakfast, and then I'll go through about three or four clients. Then I'll have my lunch around noon. And then if I can, what is, if I'm working, what is breakfast um, and lunch? Breakfast, because I'm on my cut right now, I'm very strict, but it's yeah. egg whites, fat-free cheese, and fat-free turkey. <laughs> now, is everything organic so, or, is, or do you just shop at kind of whatever is affordable? Um. It's kind of a mixture of both. I get a lot of my stuff from Trader Joe's just because a lot of it is Love more it. organic. 
Yeah, and more um, like fat free. So with my cut, I try to do as low as fat as possible and high as protein. Um, so that's just what fits in my macros and I enjoy the taste of it. So now are you adding a lot of spices or are you kind of more just plain? Like on plain. a cut, can can you add salt? Can you add pepper? Can you add like Cajun seasoning? Like, yeah, I, I'll do I've like a little the cutting and salt. I'll do like a dash of salt and pepper. I don't like to go too high just because it does have a lot of sodium. Um, but isn't sodium good for, for cutting because it's dehydrating? Yes and no, but because it can also throw off my um, my in-body scale. Yes. yes so if I don't have that around the, the same portion each time, it can throw off my in-body scan, which will initially throw off like my um my progress so it's just a big domino effect if you change one thing affects one and one and one and one and one yeah so it's easier for me to just kind of stay in my routine and do what I know rather than trying to be like oh let me just try this or spice this up okay okay so what is lunch then protein shake (laughs) that's it yeah. And is and is that from Broken Arrow? No. So I do like a vegan whey protein. I just do like chocolate flavor and it's the powder. Mix it with some water, a frozen banana, ice, PB fit powder, and blend it up. And I have that pretty much every day for lunch. I was gonna say if you're not adding a peanut butter in there, like that's gotta be one of the worst protein shakes ever. Like I have to add peanut butter it- in all my protein shakes. Oh, I mean, I can't tell you the last time I actually had full-on peanut butter. I miss it. So I use PB Fit powder, and it you won't have a scoop of peanut butter at any point. Just no. to like, is it because no. you're? Is it because of the cutting, or like if you're on a regular diet, you know, could you I, incorporate a spoonful I, of peanut butter? Right. Every everyday living, I could eat peanut butter like it's going out of style. <laughs> But because I am cutting and I'm watching my fat intake, I swip, I like swap it with PB fit powder. But is, I mean, but isn't that the same or does, what's the difference between the no. powder and organic peanut butter? Cause I don't, I'd stay away from just your regular, uh, gems, peanut butter or any processed peanut butter. Like what's the difference? Okay. Well, I haven't tried organic peanut butter. So let me start off there. I usually, if I get but I'm getting like Jif or something basic oh, yeah, at Walmart. You should not be getting that shit. Some of the worst shit for and, you. Oh, see? See? This is why I don't eat it. Because it is so good. <laughs> yeah, but could, you can I eat organic like peanut butter and it's still good. You can even start making your own peanut butter, which I'm going to start doing. Almond butter and peanut butter is like, you can actually make it out of a juicer that I did not know. All you gotta well, do is soak the nuts. Share that with us, and I will yeah. give it a try. I'll I'll bring a tub to MDE. So then that means you're actually gonna show up at five a.m. One day, one day in twenty twenty four. How about that? I'll make a promise <laughs> right now. One day I'll show up at five a.m. at MDE because I didn't realize okay. how much of a how much of a club it is at five a.m. Like there's at least what fifteen twenty people there at five a.m. 
Yeah, there's around like 15. And yeah, then so, so you're not the only one waking your ass up early. Like you get 14 exactly. other people, including Marcos and his brother, waking up at probably three o'clock. Yep. That's insane. Trying to get it done. I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, are you ever <laughs> snoozing your alarm? No. Like, even for five minutes? No. It's once it hits, it's like, oh, I can't wait. Let's get my pre-workout so I can yeah. get, kill the workout and then I can have my breakfast. Because I feel like you're always looking forward to the breakfast, not the workout. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit of both, but I don't know. It's because I, if I, I know myself too well, if I sleep in or if I snooze, I'm going to be pissed if I miss my workout. Because like I said, my schedule is so back-to-back that like I don't have time later in my day to make it up. So I only have a small window to myself to go to the gym. So if I don't wake up as soon as that alarm goes off, then I'm I'm screwed. Your day's shot. Your day's shot because you're not yeah. signed up at a 24-hour gym somewhere where you could go after midnight, after your late-night shift. Nope. And I don't think Marcos would like me very much. To right. Him at all. right. And you'd be like, like hey, Marcos, hey, I... <laughs> hey, Marcos, I'm at uh, some other <laughs> shitty gym at 1 a.m. because I decided to sleep in. And now I'm probably going to miss my five o'clock workout again because I didn't get home till four after this mm-hmm. workout. Yep. And yeah, and then you'd have to probably have a whole reset day and be like, all right, no workout for this whole day just so I can go to sleep by one and wake up at three or three. Exactly. It just doesn't sound worth it to me. So waking up and going is the best way to go about it. There's nothing wrong with being boring. I'm reading so many things now where just be boring. Have a routine. Have a daily routine. Like it's okay to be that boring person that eats the same thing, work out at the same time, <laughs> does the same things throughout the day. Because it's just a, it creates a, a good habit, a good process, a good living environment for you. And then, yes, exactly. at times we're going to want to splurge and, you know, go hang out with friends. And there's always those times for it because we all need connection and friendship and fellowship. But in the meantime, it's like, why not live for you and just do the things you want to do and create a habit and a routine? Exactly. Like I said, it it works for me. It's, it's comforting to me to live in my routine. Um, and that's why I love it so much is because it – I don't only like, it's not just a look good, feel good kind of thing. It's just like a mentally stimulating, like, wow, I feel like I can conquer the day. I got my workout in. I got, you know, my breakfast going. It's just, I don't know. It's I think because- I think it's just empowering to know that you did everything you wanted to do every day. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, I conquer the day. It's like, I can go to bed knowing if I don't wake up, like I did everything that I could. And I'm yeah. I took control of my life, took control of my day, and I handled the shit I needed to do, and I'm happy with it. So what are you cutting for? Are you in a competition coming up? So um, Marcos does a challenge every year, first of the first of the year, he starts a um, fat loss percentage challenge. Fuck, I can't so do pretty that. much what I do is I eat galore to try to get my body fat percentage up, 
and from, then from, I go from when to when, like once Thanksgiving um, hits to like this to like Christmas. So December or no, no, when January are you starting to, to, to eat, to get the fat up, which no one ever ideally ever wants to do. <laughs> I mean, as soon as he like announces that he's for sure doing it, I'm going free for all. And I am ordering as many cheesecakes as I want. <laughs> so, so this, this is year, like unhealthy fats. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, but doesn't your body feel like shit? And then, I mean, like, yeah, it I does. guess it's part of the process, but it's like, it like are you are you I breaking out? I wasn't, like, when... I wasn't necessarily having, like, a free-for-all. I just wasn't on top of my macros as much as I normally would be. So I would have my, like, normal everyday routine, but if I wanted to throw in, like, a Taco cheeseburger Bell. or Taco Bell, I was able to do so comfortably. Um, and then January 1st, the cut starts, I cut everything else out. I follow my macro strictly and I do it till the end of February when we weigh in. So macros, your protein, carbs, and fat. So overloading on protein. Yeah. Like so I'm hitting fat. around 230 grams of protein per day, 1400 calories, around 130 grams of carbs. And only 15 grams of fat per day. Right. And the fats is just like you really can't help that because it's in everything that we eat. So. Yeah. I usually right. steer so, away from as much as I can fat-free foods. But, I mean, and even chicken breast, you're going to have a percentage of fat that's involved in it. Yeah. Plus, you need healthy fats. I can't right. say. So, like avocados. Like... And... Yeah. Right. So I still and find then, little ways to enjoy those little small, like, fat fibers that I can, but it's hard. Well, like, what other, what other little fat treats would you get, like, mm. during this cutting? Like, is there anything you could, like, sneak in there as part of the 15 grams? Uh, not really. I mean, I like to make this one dessert. Um, it's just, like, a caramel rice cake. And I add um, like either Greek, you... like Greek yogurt on it, and then put like a drizzle of syrup. It sounds oh, really weird, this... but it's really. I thought this was gonna be a whole concoction. I'd be like, I, I want you to post this on your Instagram, and I want to see the rest. It actually, it, it actually you... is on my little saved highlights because it is that is good. It, <laughs> is it a rice cracker? Like, are you just taking a rice cracker and drizzling sauce on? Yeah. It? Like yep, it's just like a, a rice cake, and then I put um, what's it called, the Greek yogurt on top of it. If you're feeling a little fancy, you can throw some peach slices on there, strawberry slices, and then some sweet. syrup. It is yeah, really that, good. That, that sounds like a great snack. Yeah, when you're cutting, like honestly, anything and everything sounds good. Okay, like the so things what... that you do. Good. Oh yeah, I mean. I don't know. I for me, I don't ever count fat, count calories. I just eat and eat and eat and eat and like my problem is gaining weight. So it's like I feel like everyone would love to have that problem. For me, I hate it because it's like I can never maintain it. But yet I'm still under five percent body fat, even though I eat whatever the fuck I want. You know? Yeah, I mean, I which watch is crazy. What I eat. I just... 
Yeah, it just goes to show how everyone's body is so differently. Um, like, who knows if I were to have a free-for-all, if I would gain a bunch of weight back. But it does terrify me. That's why I push myself hard every single day is because I don't want to have any gap period of possibly getting back to where I was. You know, but in your case, it works out for you. Uh, well, not technically, since you're not happy with it. You know what I mean? But everyone's body is just so different on how they process food and what they can process and what they can't process. Right. Now, would you have, now if you let yourself do a free-for-all, would you, are you more scared because you know you would retreat back to the crap, good comfort foods? Or would you kind of just know like, okay, I can have a free-for-all and I have more space and more flexibility, but like I'm still watching what I eat. I think the thing that scares me with like the whole free for all is finding the comfort in the food again. I found like comfort in where I'm at now. So I don't want to fall back into old habits. And not only that, like I feel like shit when I have shit food. Like I love cheesecake. I will like literally kiss someone's mm-hmm. toes for a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> and or if the toes were dipped in cheesecake. Oh, yeah, I would lick them clean, yeah. straight up, without <laughs> <Not> about <it. laughs> But, here. like, the thing is, like, if I if I consume too much of it, I genuinely don't feel good. And I think because I keep such a good, I would say, diet, that when I throw it off and I have a bunch of bad food and processed food, my body does not handle it the same that it used to. You know, I, I'm sluggish, I'm tired, I get bloated, I feel uncomfortable, you know, all of the above. So for me, when I eat better, like I said, it's a look good, feel good. Like when I eat good, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, that's why like, it's, it's a mental thing. Like knowing, like even knowing if you had a free for all, like, I feel like for me at least, and probably, probably for you. Like, we know that if we continue to eat good, we'll feel good. And having a free-for-all, it's like, okay, like, we have a free-for-all. But, like, I'm still going to moderate or maybe not even touch foods that I used to love just because I know I'm not going to feel good. So I feel like like it's more just a mental strength of, like, and discipline of, like, well, yeah, I I, sure, I would love to eat it, but I know I'm not going to feel good. So it's like, what's the point of even eating it? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's mind over matter, honestly, is what it comes to. A lot of people think that they're a lot weaker than they really are. It's a, it's a mental standpoint that you need to be at, you know, I think think life is a hundred percent mental. Yeah. I mean, other than the breathing and eating, maybe 1% of our life is physical, but like anything we do is going to be mental. Yep. And the fact that, you know, your journey started because of a mental click in your brain is like, I'm tired of this and I want to be better. Yeah. If you have that, that mental desire to change it, the physical is just easy, but it's mentally chemically changing something to make it click and make sense for you as an individual, not for someone else, not for another person to tell you, but for you to do it for yourself now what 
what advice though do you give to people that it's like it's a new year it's 2024 we're 11 days in and they're all thinking you know they're mentally like yeah i want to do it i want to do it but they're physically not taking action like what advice do you tell people that is not taking the action like what do you what do you tell them or what advice or because it's so easy to think it but i want to say it is sometimes harder to to do you know, like we can yeah. talk the talk, but can we walk the talk? Yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. And, you know, one thing for me is like, I always, I, I expected like a flip of a switch, you know, don't have those expectations. Realize that it takes time, one, to develop a habit and a new lifestyle and a change. But the way I look at it is the small little changes that you apply to your every single day life are going to be way more beneficial than trying one huge change and not succeeding and giving up. So if you can apply a change to every single day that you wake up, be like, okay, yesterday I went on a 15 minute walk. Today I'm going to try to shoot for 20. And if I don't hit 20, I'll do it for the next day. And keep having that drive and that fire underneath your ass to tell yourself, like, get up and do it you're going to get to where you need to be. Um, and remind yourself that everyone has their story. A lot of people that have reached out to me and talked to me about my weight loss, try to compare their life and their story to mine. And it's really hard like to kind of say this to someone, but you can't compare your story to other people because everyone's story, no matter if it's written the same, done the same, the outcome is not going to be the same. And yours might be greater, it might be a little bit more hard or a little bit more bumpy, but it's okay because at the end of the day, it's your story and it's what you make out of it. So as long as you keep trying and, you know, keep getting up every single time you fail, you're doing something that's better than doing nothing. Facts. Words of wisdom from Telsa. I mean, she's, she's living proof of a, uh, what, five, six year journey, health journey, right? Since 19 mm -hmm. to 25. Yeah. I mean, just everyone has a different journey. Like it's, it's okay to fail. The only way yeah. we succeed is failure. There's no successful person that hasn't failed. Exactly. But, but it's not looking it's at not, the result. You're not technically failing if you're getting you're, back up and trying again. Well, fail, like I've always fail. learned it. It's not failing, it's learning. There you go. There you go. I like that. It's not we failing, never, it's we learning. We never lose. We never lose in life. We're just learning. Yep. It's perception it's, that it, changes everyone. There you go. I like it. Now we're on, we're on the same momentum right there. I agree. That's big MO. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what else do you have planned today? Yeah, work after I, this. Yeah, I work at my second job, so I will be there from three forty-five till probably around one in the morning. <laughs> one in the morning, and then you wake up in two hours, and you go do the same thing over and over again. Correct. Well, the best part of my is. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think you look forward to breakfast the most because mm -hmm. it's like I'm gonna get a great workout in, then I can finally eat. like fuel like, myself needs to carry on for the rest of the day 
last thing before you go. So what did you start off with the body fat percentage? And what are you trying to get down to? So I, when I weighed in, I was 18.7% body fat, which comfortably I usually sit around. That's like a comfortable woman's weight though. You know, I feel like women should have around 15 to 20% ish. So based on height and your body index. Yeah, it it varies every between like height, weight, everything. But usually a woman should be anywhere like healthy between like 24 to 20% body fat for our body to regularly produce what we need to produce. Um, So I am a little bit on the lower spectrum when it comes to body fat percentage. Well, you Um, probably started at like like 2%. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. So I want to get down to at least. If I can hit 10% or even 11%, I'm a happy camper. When does the competition end? End like, of February. End of February. And it's and the winner is whoever cuts the most or gets the lowest percentage? Yeah. Um, whoever cuts the most, like most percentage. So, which it kind of sucks because everyone is different and how they can lose weight. So you can have right. someone lose, you know easily 10% and then you can have someone like me that's going to take a little bit longer because I already am a little bit lower on the levels already. So like it's harder it's for healthy people out. to lose body fat. Yes. Cause yeah, our bodies, it, are it takes longer. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to stay updated with that. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what Marcos has in store for you tomorrow. And uh, I got to get going to my workout. So thank you again, Telsa, for taking this time. No, I appreciate it. I really appreciate you share my story, talk to you about it, kind of pick my brains in other ways. And there's so much to learn. (laughs) So much to learn. So much Taco Bell not to be eaten anymore. I agree. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Not to get it in your head, but. I'm crying right uh, now. I say I agree. <laughs> no, no, don't do it. I tell people that have that weakness and like their kryptonite is fast food. Just don't do it. Not worth it. Stop. I'm not trying to make the unhealthy corporates richer. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. And hopefully I see you in Arizona. I told you, I promised you at least one day at five, 5 a.m. So. You're going to, it's going to happen of this year. I'm counting on the days and I'm, I, I can't wait. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got to count up on the days. You can't count down. Cause I don't have anything set yet. You know me, I'm just a nomad, like traveling here and there. So I'm like, wait, you're back in Arizona. You're like, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm like, yeah but I'm yeah. leaving. <laughs> like, like within a flip of a switch, you're like one, one second you're here. You're like on a plane and I'm like, Wait, hi, bye, okay, yeah, bye. Yes, <laughs> so see you never. Um, yeah. yeah. One day, one day I'll be a little more stable and I can enjoy, you know, being in one place longer than four days or two days or one day. But, but again, well, thank I, you, Telsa. Thank you. No, and thank you to the No Filter Network, Best in the Biz, Eric Burns, Telsa. We'll see you later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.